We are, as you know, looking at MYP for the high school. Um, and I know you guys are in sort of your second year mm -hmm. um, and you're implementing some units. So curious to know sort of how does MYP or how has MYP impacted your instructional practice? For me, it's given me the opportunity to be really reflective and be carve out that time to say like what is the purpose of everything I'm doing lots of times sometimes we do things just because it's what the way we've always done it like oh, I'm doing this because this is how I've always done the unit so to actually focus and really think about what is the precise meaning behind everything that I'm doing is this best practice is this best for kids um, and that's been really refreshing and some things mm -hmm. I like you know what I'm not doing this anymore there's not necessarily a clear purpose the other thing that I really like about it, it is allowed me to be a facilitator of learning and not just like the stage on a stage and all the teachings coming from me. So the shift for me is sometimes during the lesson, um, I don't wanna say it's less work, but it's me more going around and circulating, but mm -hmm. it's more behind the scenes work, maybe setting up stations, um, thinking of inquiry questions, designing a lesson differently, but it's definitely I'm facilitating the learning and the focus should be coming from the students. It um, has allowed me to be more creative, and it's also, I feel like I'm in an environment where I can take a risk, so it, that's encouraged by the administration. So I might say to them, all right, I'm trying out this new assessment. It's gonna be messy, and doing a tiered <laughs> assessment, it might not be perfect, but that's encouraged. The MYP is not necessarily about what you teach, it's about how you teach. That's exactly. That's exactly it. It is not added curriculum. The focus has definitely been how you approach the learning. What can you so do to make it absolutely right. to make it more student driven? I think right. for me, what's been most um, impactful is the is the reflection part, and I'm more mindful about not so much what I'm teaching; it's mm -hmm. how I'm teaching it. Okay. Um, and that, yeah, we've heard that a lot. Yeah, and that you know, I'm I'm trying to you know reflect more and have students reflect more on you know what they're learning and how they're learning and why it's important for them to right. learn it. Um, and there are attributes that make good learners learner good learners, mm -hmm. and um, we're trying to get the kids to reflect back on that as well. So, so the whole idea you know, of metacognition too, right? Yeah, like being so aware of what you're doing. Correct. So, so if like if they you know. If if today's you know um, uh, profile attribute is to be a thinker, how are you a thinker today? Right. You know, how did this make you think? And and connecting that back to the lesson. So what we're doing is we're taking our ordinary lessons that we would do, and we're turning that into more interdisciplinary lessons. So mm -hmm. if you just think of like a, a a prior ratio unit, where I would be taking miles per gallon, we're taking something like that and we're actually applying it to the real world. So we'll have the students start looking and researching cars and applying it to the different types of cars. Okay. So they're seeing how it how it basically affects the environment and we're connecting signs to it because we'll have a, a lesson where they'll actually um, read about air pollution and the benefits of electric cars on the environment. So I feel like the students are like really involved uh, and then we've received a lot of positive feedback even from parents where they'll say like this is great like my students coming home and interview me and asking like why why does our car <laughs> average 25 miles per gallon we should start thinking about an electric car so it's just great in general just thinking about and hearing like that type of talk going on in households. What are some of the challenges that people are facing? I feel like some of the challenges so I've had the benefit of going to training and coming back and and speaking to like my colleagues I, I feel like it's it's turnkeying everything to them and mm -hmm. and then literally taking that and and making sure that we're all on the same um, 
wavelength and sometimes they might not understand you know a, a certain concept and you know it's just going back and just kind of catching everybody else up with it when i first started creating my uh, unit plan i uh, wanted to make it more of a global aspect to it so i started thinking about different problems that are facing people around the world okay. uh, so the big one that we focused on was uh, the shortage of water kids um, did a project where they had to build something um, that could hold water if someone was in a third world country. Okay. They could capture water. Um, so they did all the research behind that and it got them thinking about uh, things that are going outside of Somers. Mm -hmm. uh, I think a lot of kids get stuck in the Somers uh, tunnel box and they don't know what's going out there in the world and problems right. other people are facing. Have you been to a training? Yeah, so I went to a training in Austin. Mm -hmm. um, Can you talk a little bit about that in terms of how does that prepare you to do the work that you need to do to implement the leaders? Yeah, so the, the training in Austin was great. They had us go through the design guide, which gives you all the information to uh, implement the design course. But we uh, created our unit plan there. So the instructor went through every aspect of the unit plan in detail, and then we were able to create over the two days that I was there and he would give me feedback and uh, I can make adjustments to it. So okay. it, was not, it was a good experience.